You're listening to Health Center in the Catskills on WIOX Community Radio, live and local in the Catskill Mountains. I'm Diana Mason, the host of this program. In the United States, we have viewed health as an individual matter, whether because of genetics or individual behaviors that affect health, such as smoking, a sedentary lifestyle, what we eat, and so on. We spend trillions of dollars each year on a healthcare system that embraces this perspective on individuals. Meanwhile, we're lagging behind other peer countries on things like longevity, maternal mortality, and now even infant mortality. But there's a growing movement to recognize the role and importance of an entire community as a factor in the health of individuals, shaping even individual health behaviors. The so-called social determinants of health are societal factors in a community that have been shown to play a greater role in shaping the health of individuals than does healthcare itself. For example, access to healthy foods, adequate housing, education, and even the arts have been shown to be key in creating healthy individuals families and communities. One organization in our region that exemplifies this perspective is the Pine Hill Community Center. And the other day, a friend of mine said, gee, I had not known about the Pine Hills Community Center, and I went over there, and I was so impressed. It really is a gem, and I agree. And here to talk with us about all that the center does to promote health in our region is the executive director of Pine Hill Community Center, Colleen McMurray. Colleen, thank you so much for coming on to Health Center in the Catskills. Oh, thank you, Diana. It's my pleasure. So for people who don't know Pine Hill Community Center, give us a little background about when it started and what its focus has been. Sure. So, excuse me, the Pine Hill Community Center has actually been around, um, we will enter our 24th year in January. Um, So we've been around for a long time, and it started as exactly what you were just speaking about, um, just a need for community wellness. there was a tragedy that happened in Pine Hill, and a space was needed for people to come together and support each other. So what used to be an old eyeglass factory became a community center and um, became a gathering place for people to kind of work through some mental health, to mm-hmm. be there for each other. Um, and even today, it continues to be a space for community to engage and um, has really become a place that kind of inspires invol- involvement with each other um, and with the arts and really with our region, with our environment and the Catskills. So yeah. we're proud to be here and uh, we're really looking forward to entering our 24th year. And, and while you are located in Pine Hill in Ulster County, many of the people who come to Pine Hill Community Center are from Delaware County. Isn't that correct? Yeah, so we are actually in what we believe to be one of the quietest little nooks of Ulster <laughs> County. So um, we're actually much closer to, to um, larger populations of Delaware County. So we, um, we're we still pinpointing our demographic, but uh, I would guess that we probably serve a slightly higher percentage of Delaware County residents than Ulster County mm. at this point. And um, I want to start out, I want to talk about the different things that you're, you're doing now, yeah. uh, but I want to start out with your farmer's market, which I believe started last year and I went to it. It was fabulous. Tell yeah. us about the farmer's market. So the Phoenicia farmer's market uh, actually started in Phoenicia uh, three years ago. I think this is their third year in operation. Um, so kind of like 
peak COVID, they got outside and and brought uh, local fresh food to to folks who could really benefit from it in these kind of isolated areas. Um, and they last year came to us looking for an indoor space for the winter because they used to just function outside in the summers. And we created this amazing partnership last uh, November, and they just came back for their second season last weekend. Um, so they will be here every Sunday from 11 to 2, mm-hmm. and they bring in some incredible vendors. You can get, like, a hot lunch. You can get your produce. Um, I will add some of the most, like, vibrant, beautiful winter vegetables mm-hmm. you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really become a wonderful space to just, like, come and have lunch with a friend and socialize. So. And things like wonderful bread and um, yes, cheese, uh, yeah. dairy, yeah. meats, beer, yes, beer, <laughs> yeah. delicious tamales, baked goods, kimchi, yes. some Indian food. I mean, it really was wonderful. Yeah, um, it's a great variety of stuff. It's great. And and so one of the things that you said is that, you know, you, you made the space available to the Phoenicia Farmers Market and one of the really great things about Pine Hill Community Center, I believe, is your openness to to people saying, we'd like to do this at the center. And I know you recently hosted a group of people, including myself, to meet with some local politicians about mm-hmm. uh, to, to have a discussion about factors that uh, we think are important in terms of creating healthy communities. And I think it's that kind of openness and understanding of what it takes to be a community that is so remarkable about what you do. Thank um, you. And, and let me just ask you, you've been the executive executive director for how long, Colleen? Um, So I am midway through my third year. And you've got a terrific board. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Very Uh, lucky. And a lot of volunteers. Yeah, we do. We have amazing volunteers. Um, And we have a lot of friends of the community center that spend a lot of time here and put a lot of their energy and passion into um, running events that they think are vital to the community. So we're really grateful for all the support that we have um, behind our staff. And and where does your funding come from? Um, So all of our funding was private um, grants, uh, local grants and donors up until about last year when we received our very first New York State grant through New York State Council on the Arts, um, which supported us getting a music coordinator and an arts coordinator that allowed us to kind of run more programming. So... And let's talk about some of that programming. You yeah. have um, uh, the, also the, the, the working with clay. So tell us about that. Yeah. So we run weekly wellness classes. Um, so that includes uh, two different kinds of yoga, actually three now as of last week, um, meditation, Pilates, um, a seated chair exercise, strength and balance exercises, Um, alongside different arts activities that uh, include, like, watercolor. Uh, We have some one-off classes, um, like different collage classes. We'll have some music classes starting up in January. We'll have guitar and vocal lessons. Mm. Um, And then this past year, we've reopened our clay studio as our clay atelier. Um, And that has become such an amazing space for people to come and literally start out playing with clay and then turning into like some technique on the wheel and really <laughs> teaching um, themselves through an initial 
um, intro to clay class, um, what they want to do with clay. And it's really open. It's really, um, folks can come in with their own ideas. Folks can come in looking for ideas. Um, and it's become a really great social space. It's become a great way for people to get creative um, and for people to, like, really find out if they're determined to be a potter or if this is just a fun thing for them. So, And I've been keeping my eye on that because I did pottery years ago, and one of these days I may show up. So if, if you want to partake in any of these activities, is there a fee to do so? So right now, every first Friday of the month, um, so our next one, I believe, is December December 1st. <laughs> Amazing if that worked out. Um, we offer our Intro to Clay workshop from 4 to 6 p.m., and that's donation-based. So you make a donation mm-hmm. to come and, and play for two hours um, and kind of get the intro to technique and kind of how the kiln works and all of that. Um, and then you can also reach out to arts at pinehillcommunitycenter.org if you are someone who is already experienced and you want to come in and you know dedicate some time to a project you've already started and you want to use the kiln or if you want to have access to our clay um and you can set that up with bridget our arts coordinator or you can purchase a membership that includes access to the kiln access to clay access to any classes that happen throughout the month um and you can do that right through our website. So you can take out a membership in, in the Pine Hill Community Center, mm-hmm. or you can partake in an activity and pay a nominal fee. I've not seen any fees that looked outrageous. No, we try to keep it affordable, and it's it's usually 15 to $20 a class, mm-hmm. depending on what the class is, and that includes you walk away with a, a piece of clay that you've created. Um, and then the membership fee is 125 for the month, and that's unlimited access, unlimited clay, and unlimited firing. And what about for the music and yoga, meditation, Pilates? Um, so all of our classes are under $10 in, in those terms. Yeah. Um, and then any workshops, so like the guitar lessons, that would be, I, I believe, oh, don't quote me because it hasn't started yet, but I think those are between 50 and $75 for um, six workshops. So you're paying like anywhere from 10 to $15 per session, um, and that they're usually an hour and a half long. Now, another thing that you do that, uh, that's very interesting to me is the tech repair. Talk about this. Yeah, so um, funny enough, tech repair came to us after we started something called the Mending Cafe. Mm. Um, that is like anyone that has a torn piece of clothing or knitwear that needs to be repaired can come in, and we have anywhere from like two to six different uh, sewers, knitters, crafters that can mend those things. Um, And then we recently got a call from a high school senior at Antiora who uh, does something similar but with tech. So you can bring in a computer, you can bring in a toaster or a microwave, and he will spend the day tinkering and trying to repair your electronics. Wow. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. He's a very dedicated uh, high school student. That's awesome. Yeah. Maybe that's something that can be expanded, get some other techies out there to... Yeah, we're always looking for more techies and um, more folks that can repair clothing, so... (laughs) Now, you also have a Sunday Fun Day and some other youth programs. Yeah, so Sundays uh, in our back room, well, I mean, right now, our Sundays are booked at the farmer's market, Um, but there's also a space in the back room, and our um, 
clay studio will become a space for Sunday fun day where people can come and enjoy different art projects. Um, so there's like a collage wall where there's all different colors, shapes, sizes of paper, and you can do some collage. Um, there's a bunch of, there's a recycled build station, so it's all recycled pieces of cardboard or plastics or mm-hmm. um, things, items from the earth that kids can build sculptures with that can be kind of built and taken down and recreated. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we kind of expand that program and as more Sundays roll out, we'll see what kind of interests the kids have or the adults have, and we'll continue to build on um, different creative um, ideas. So uh, really a family affair. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Please, no age limits on any of it. <laughs> now, you also have a, a pretty vibrant thrift shop. We do. Our thrift shop keeps us alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so our thrift is small but mighty, and mm-hmm. it's uh, we get some really great donations. We have some really great resources. We currently have a partnership with Eileen Fisher's Renew program. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically three weeks to every month, we get several boxes from Eileen Fisher that get priced very fairly um, and are up in our thrift. And we Ooh. try to announce that on a Friday so that everyone has a fair chance to get in on the weekend Ooh. and get the good picks. But, yeah, so we have a couple of different great part- partnerships set up and lots of good clothing. Everything's in really good shape. A lot of it has new t- has tags still on it. Um, and I think we're moving towards a space that's much more size-inclusive. So... You should definitely come check it out. Well, Eileen Fisher's a favorite of mine, so I'm in <laughs> trouble. I'm in trouble. So um, so I want to spend some time talking about the housing initiative that you're doing with Shan Dakin. Tell us about yeah. that. Yeah, so um, this started actually as a result of the um, farmer's market where we realized that Pine Hill and Phoenicia are separated by just a few miles, and we all live under the town of Shandaken, and there just wasn't a whole lot of collaboration going on until the farmer's market started, and we realized that, like, there are so many ways to kind of close that gap of mileage and um, band together to kind of improve the weaknesses or the growth areas in our community. So there's a group called PH2, which stands for Pine Hill and Phoenicia, squared. Um, and we meet about every six weeks to tackle some of the bigger issues. So there's health care, there's housing, there's transportation, um, there's entertainment and culture. And um, there are little committees that exist within. And on the housing committee, um, we started working with some folks from the county who encouraged us to apply for a Housing Smart initiative, which basically gives you po- uh, points for any initiatives you're taking towards improving housing in your area, and you, it's like a gold, silver, bronze program, uh, and you can uh, get funding for different initiatives that you're taking. Um, so we kind of tried to just see what, what's needed in the area and not assume those needs, and we held our very first um, housing resource fair. Uh, where we just asked people to come in and tell us what they wanted from housing in the area. Are they looking for, I mean, obviously everyone's looking for affordable accommodations, and but there are also folks out there who are looking to change or convert their Airbnb into long-term rentals, and mm-hmm. we want to be there to help with those things. We want to be there to provide legal services for folks who are struggling with, you know, rental situations or housing situations that they just don't, they need resources. Um, We also made a board so that folks could exchange contractor information or um, plumber information or any of those resources that, like, sometimes you just feel like you're 
calling out into the open air and hoping that someone will throw something back at you. Um, so just kind of bringing those resources to people and bringing um, people who are looking for the same thing together to kind of support each other. Um, and it was, re- it was a really great turnout, and we're hoping that um, the Housing Smart Initiative through the town of Shandekin will continue to take what we learned from that first resource fair and put it into some action and continue to meet with people who have the people that have the needs to try and meet them. So. So, so for people who would like to get access to the information that you've uncovered about resources, et cetera, is there a way right now to do that? Yes. Um, you, I believe you can actually reach out to the Housing Smart Initiative through the Town of Shandakin website. Um, but you can always call here, and we can find those resources for you as well. Great. So that so then, um, wh- how how do people find out more about Pine Hill Community Center, and how do you access um, some of these um, some of these opportunities? Of course. So we try to make it pretty easy. Um, all of our events are listed on our homepage on our website. So it's pinehillcommunitycenter.org. Uh, there's a calendar of events, and you can um, click on any of those events, and there's a link, and our wonderful events and marketing manager will send you a link to any Zoom classes that are happening or can give you any of those details. You can always pick up the phone and call us. You can swing by. Um, we're here six days a week now, and uh, you can get any details right through us. And the six days a week are? Uh, we're closed on Tuesdays. Okay. We're open 11 to 3 any other day and then 11 to 4 on Sundays and 11 to 7 on Fridays and Saturdays. And you're always looking for more volunteers? Always looking for volunteers, always looking for great thrift donations and always mm-hmm. looking for people that just want to like come and socialize and have a cup of coffee at the front table. That's great. That's <laughs> great. Well, you're doing fabulous work, Colleen. And Thank you. Um, yeah, I've I've uh, had the opportunity to have a number of interactions and ev- be at events there that we've held there. The, the Catskills Pathways to Recovery held its summit there in, in when was it, I guess, in May. And yeah. it was a great space and great feel to it. And you were so welcoming. Um, Thank you. We are always happy to to um, rent a space out to folks that want to have forums like that yes. or use a space to meet for, you know, any kind of civic-minded events. We are happy to be a support for you guys. So, so one more time, it's pinehillcommunitycenter.org, and to mm-hmm. the phone number? is 845-254-5469. One more time? 845-254-5469. Great. Colleen McMurray, Executive Director of Pine Hill Community Center, thank you so much for what you're doing and for coming on to Health Center in the Catskills today. Thanks so much, Diana. All right, have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah, really good work coming coming from Pine Hill Community Center. If you haven't been there, check out that farmer's market on Sundays from 11 to 2. Um, it was great last year, so I'm looking forward to going back, and I understand uh, they're open this weekend. So good thing to check out. And there's parking right there. I'm Diana Mason, the host of Health Center and the Catskills. Have a great day.